0: Mm. What if I told you I had enough speedy points to buy myself a Nintendo gift card for the eShop?
1: Well, how how many?
0: $20 worth. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. It's pretty decent. Yeah, it's not too bad. Might uh, might fuck around and cop something.
1: Yeah, man. Get something. Get something on the low.
0: Are you... Is Splatoon still active? Uh, I believe so. I have no interest in getting Splatoon, though. Why not? Eh, Just doesn't seem like it's for me. I'm more interested in, like, Stardew Valley just a nice calm farming game you know farming yeah there's definitely a market for that
1: i'm just not in it <laughs> you know i mean
0: that's fair it's not for everyone i mean to be fair you don't know until you try it i guess right i did farm uh animal farm for a little bit
1: or was it farm animal what the fuck is the name of the game did animal of... kingdom yeah something like that something like that yeah um animal farm something like that no i think that was a book i think
0: well it was stardew Valley's a book. like in the uh pixelated like 16 bit style and all that good yeah. stuff and you know you wait for your crops and shit like that and there's only so much you can do in a day and stuff and yeah. i have some buddies who play it and they're just like yeah man you get uh you get hooked in real quick it's a good job of that
1: i'm sure it's one of those cathartic things i'm sure yeah definitely. just a nice
0: calm game you know unlike uh rainbow six
1: yeah definitely 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 totally yeah for sure but yeah man so um yeah we were cleaning the house today and football season's here so i'm like locked in Fantasy. And you're mad are you mad yet I was mad. Did you see the atrocity this week? I was mad Thursday. The yeah. I was mad on Thursday, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm getting over it.
0: Okay. Yeah. We're yeah. Uh, four days in, and you're getting over it. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I'm getting it over usually it a little bit. It takes a
1: little longer. Yeah, but right now I'm like, because if it was like fresh, then I'd be upset. But I'm, I'm just accepting my, my, my fate at this point, you know, because not much I can do about it now. But my fantasy team is doing well. Well, that's good. Yeah. We got that rolling. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's that. Uh Other than that, Ghibli, are you ready? Oh, yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 132. 132. Oh yeah, we are back on a perfectly beautiful day on this outside of Chicago, Illinois. I dig it. This is this is like my aesthetic. Yeah. You no? Know? you spell that? A E S T H I C S aesthetics.
0: Yeah, aesthetics.
1: <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right. So um so yeah, man, we're back.
0: Uh, uh so Gabe, how was your week, buddy? Nothing to complain about, nothing to talk about. We here. We here We recording Oh man I had a pretty big studio one fuck up the other day What happened I, I told you I uh, I mismanaged the start and end marker Okay And so when I exported it I had a negative time So it would lop off five minutes Like the end marker came before the start one did Okay Is what happened So it lopped off five minutes I was trying to figure out Man what the fuck is going on And then I tried to you know Move the start and the end marker And it's a little harder than it fucking seems If you don't know what you're doing Okay But the issue was I had already published The episode with the five minutes lopped off
1: Okay. like, shit, take it down, take it down. For sure, for sure. Did you just replace the file, or did
0: you? Yeah, you could replace the file, but it takes some time for uh, all the podcatchers to update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a minute, for sure, for sure. What did you guys cover this week? Uh, We covered, well, we're doing our Gears of War stuff. First episode we covered pre-judgment, and then we covered all the way up to one, and then this last week we covered Gears of War 2 and 3, in anticipation of 5 that came out. Two days ago, three days ago.
1: Yeah, so so it just it did just come out then, right?
0: Yeah, it, we were you know planning it that way.
1: Yeah, I knew it was on the horizon. I just didn't know if it was just like now or a couple couple more days. But hey, man, uh, have you t- have you touched it yet or no?
0: I have not touched it. You yet. have no, not. I got too much on my agenda right now, but we'll get around to it.
1: Okay, for sure. Alrighty, um, all right, cool, excellent. So let's go ahead and get started into the into this agenda. All right. So did you see this at all uh, this week? I did the Chris Jericho debacle. I did. So. Um, AEW is a new wrestling federation Uh, is founded and funded by like the cons who are the guys who own like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. And essentially what this is like a new upstart federation. It's got, um, you know, it's going to be on TNT in a couple of weeks. Um, So basically what happened was, uh, I guess, you know, he just got crowned their first champion. So it's the first person to hold this belt.
0: This $30,000 belt, by the way, these belts aren't cheap by any means. Um, and I don't know exactly what he So the, he the debacle was is that I, he had it in a bag, and I believe he left it in the car. And so the issue was when he went to go eat and he went to go grab the bag, it wasn't there any longer. And so how it uh, resolved is that a couple found the bag... And they're like, oh, it's clearly a replica. So they put it on Craigslist, lost and found. And then Chris Jericho was like, oh, shit, that's my belt. And Mm -hmm. he went and picked it up. And he's like, I lost it and I found it. Oh, within 24 hours. (laughs) You get him, Chris Jericho. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, it was a little bit of a debacle.
1: Everybody's like, what the fuck? Because like you said, he's literally the first person to have have it, have the well, because when you see,
0: you know, the the title belt was stolen, you're like, damn, already, man. Like, yeah. I feel like that fight, you know, there wouldn't be two massive fights back to back so close like that. Yeah. And then you read it, you're like, oh shit, it was like actually like, stolen. Like, like he physically lost it. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, you know, I'm glad he got it back, and I'm glad that couple didn't just you know flip it. They thought it was a replica. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, but the thing is, the well, man, I mean, if, if if you're not in the know, uh, mm-hmm. I
1: guess there's like no way of like knowing. But like the belt, like the belt's like new. Like they won't have replicas out. Yeah. I'm
0: curious to see if we could, if we got two belts in here like a real one and a really high quality replica i wonder if we could tell the difference you, you could know? tell
1: you could definitely tell yeah you, yeah
0: w- which belt did you hold um uh, i've seen uh in person a replica of um
1: what's what uh, the big the big gold rick flair's belt okay i've seen that and i've also seen it in person like from a fairly you know decent distance away you could tell just from looking at it, you can tell uh maybe the tooling is not as intricate or whatever it may be there are definitely differences, though, uh, and especially when you knock on the plate, you could tell them. I'm sure different. they weigh differently as well. Yeah, they do. Um, so,
0: yeah, it's def- definitely interesting. <laughs> well, uh, you know, shout-out to Chris Jericho for finding it, I guess. Yeah, uh, losing it and finding it. it. You know, it's kind of funny. It, it's like we're seeing all these, like, classic kind of wrestlers get older with age, and, and this is, like, a prime example of, like, you know, that era getting old. Like, oh, shit, where did I put the yeah. belt? Fuck, where did that belt go?
1: Yeah, man, he's um, you'd be surprised that he's still around and – kicking and doing he's
0: what approaching 50 now right yeah he's like gotta, mid 40s yeah, gotta be
1: he's got to be yeah um but yeah he's still kicking around and still doing good things i guess he's still, he's still doing his band too i don't know how familiar you are with fozzy but uh he's still doing that and you know he's in the he's he's doing stuff so yeah i, I thought was, i had a good laugh over that over this weekend as well so that's good that's good stuff so we have an agenda so let's go ahead and get started in uh, movies and tvs and books and all that good stuff all right so a trailer dropped for a um how popular would you say this franchise is? I would say pretty popular. Bad Boys? Yeah.
0: Like, Well, it was massive in the 90s, and I feel like it's, it's gone kind of quiet. But yeah. yeah, it's still pretty big. I would say one of... Um, I feel like your dad would want to see this movie. No, I want to
1: see it. But I'm saying I, I would feel like maybe one of Michael Bay's more um, popular, well-received projects. Yeah. Uh, Bad Boys for Life coming out. Trailer dropped. Looks like a lot of fun. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are back at it again for another crazy adventure of nonsense did you ever see that scene of them where they were like in a like a car's office and yeah they were yeah. like high as fuck <laughs> yeah it yeah. was great yeah obviously a handful of classic scenes from the franchise and uh yeah i'm looking forward to this How, what is your opinion on bad boys and your background it's a
0: it? good sequel or um it's a good series yeah and uh i think it's about time man you know we always say that uh, movie makers are going to the graveyard and digging up corpses of 20 30 year old dead bodies and stuff and just yeah. bringing them back to life but it was a matter of time before Bad Boys. I don't think it's worn out to the point where no. people are like, oh, another one. But I think if it's well done, well written, well acted, you know, the whole entourage, yeah. it'll be fine.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of people who are fans of kind of the genre were kind of wanting this to make a little bit of return. Um, Can we get a Rush Hour sequel? I'm all over that and sign me up. Rush dude. Hour 4? Yeah. I'm all over that. Uh, one of my favorite kind of buddy cop comedies. But yeah. That's one of the best, probably, in my opinion. But yeah, so that's excellent, and that's coming
0: back. So this is you, get, Yeah, so um, Brad Pitt pretty much confirmed to a reporter that Netflix is doing a mini-series of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, except they're doing the full, unextended cut of it. So uh, they actually did this for Hateful Eight, and I didn't know that. It is, like, the full version. It's no... nothing's cut out. So okay. the original Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is two hours and 40 minutes of the theatrical release, I mean. Mm-hmm. And then this full, unedited final cut is four hours and 20 minutes so they Holy shaved shit. off an hour and a half of the movie okay and now you get to watch that as a netflix miniseries probably divvied up into four episodes oh that's kind of cool and uh, yeah like i said they did it for hateful eight and i had no clue Me either. and that's like the full version of hateful eight well how, well, how long was hateful eight normally i want to say like three hours and some change yes definitely. that was the theatrical release and how, how much was the extended edition? four and some change if i'm not mistaken okay. so i believe that got an extra hour Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the theatrical for Hateful Eight was like right at three hours, maybe give or take ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, let me look that up It definitely quick. felt three hours, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, right? It's Well, it's, it's not not in a bad way, but you definitely feel it. You were worn out, man. Yeah, three hours and seven minutes. Three yeah. hours, seven minutes. Yep. So,
0: yeah, the full version is probably four and some change. How well, come we didn't hear about that before? How did we not know that? I don't know. Probably flew under the radar. Probably a busy music week or a busy games week. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, but that's up. Uh, you can watch The Hateful Eight right now on Netflix, the The miniseries of the full movie. And then I'm hoping we get Once Upon a Time, probably closer to the end of the year, maybe in January.
1: How do they divvy it up? Like, uh, what's like what's the? Do they just find parts that they're like, okay, they're not, this is where? Or probably. Are they, or are they doing the chapters The chapters thing?
0: Uh, I have no idea. Like I said, I didn't watch The Hateful Eight one. But I'm assuming they're just going to find a good point to end off at. Okay. I, I don't see how chapters would play positively or negatively in this aspect. You're yeah. just kind of giving the transition a title
1: yeah this is true interesting all right well that's kind of a, a fun little project speaking of fun little things that are going on right now so um ian mcdermott and hayden christensen have or have been like lined up to do like all the panels and stuff at all these nerd cons and stuff like that right okay apparently disney has requested that they no longer fulfill those engagements until the release of the new film which ian mcdermott i get but
0: why hayden christensen mm, maybe he makes a return that's what i'm saying he's we're probably gonna see him man. yeah we're probably gonna see him. You think people are gonna hate him more after uh nine? I I think
1: uh, he takes a little bit of an unfair beating on that. I'm he not... takes a
0: grossly unfair beating, but yeah. I think with the rise of the kind of prequel memes and now like the rejuvenation of one, two, and three, yeah, people are like, dude, Hayden Christians, is fucking awesome. Yeah. Whereas opposed to ten years ago, everybody was like, dude, somebody you know get this kid, kill him. Yeah. It's uh, it's the unfortunate truth, and the kid. Um, the dude who played young Anakin, I think, killed himself, didn't he? No, no, his no, he
1: hasn't. He hasn't killed himself. Well, he's so. like an alcoholic, right? Yeah, he's got problems because then he blames like Star Wars for
0: that. It's terrible. Yeah, uh, terrible, terrible.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really get. See him because I mean he was a kid. I mean how 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 great do you expect kid actors to be unless they're like a wonderkin, you know?
0: Well, well, even that man, it's like at the end of the day, why are you blaming the actors? They probably did what exactly what was told told of them, yeah. Because George Lucas ruled with an iron fist, yeah.
1: At the end of the day, definitely. There's that, and um, let's be real. I mean, like I said, we're talking about you know Hayden Christensen. People gave him a a hard time with that. I mean, like Natalie Portman, who's like an acclaimed actress and actress and every other thing that she's ever done, had some like horrible delivery in that in that movie, and it wasn't because. Her being a bad actress, yeah, she she kind of was walked out of that pretty
0: unscathed. Even now I think about it, that's a little unfair. Yeah, that's that's grossly unfair. You ever see that Tumblr post where it's uh, Natalie Portman wearing the Stop Wars shirt in like the Star Wars font? Yeah, and somebody was like what the fuck does this girl know about fucking star wars blah 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 and somebody replies it's like she was literally in them <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah there's that she's an incredibly intelligent person she went to harvard but um that's what i'm saying like i feel like maybe because she had kind of a career beforehand and subsequently she yeah kept, she cats uh you know she got out of that pretty unscathed but i think you know
0: so uh yeah uh probably force Ghost hayden Christensen. who knows yeah. we'll yeah. see who
1: knows who knows, who knows? But yeah, so uh, I think I'm sure it's
0: for good reason. I don't think Disney would just pull that for no... Well, that, that, I the
1: think the, the fear is that they're going to leak stuff, say stuff accidentally. <laughs> so just remove them from the situation and you
0: don't have a problem. Sure, that's but, fair.
1: All right. So, um, I mean, I'm sure Disney... Loose comp-
0: Link's sink ships, right? Buried in Verona? No. Oh. You, you weren't familiar with that, band. All right. Anyway, okay. moving on. Let's talk some gaming. So Nintendo does it again and wow, man, they just consistently put out all this good stuff. I dropped pretty much the entirety of the Nintendo Direct agenda on here. Okay, Just dropped Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that sometime this week. And it was a 40-minute thing. And I think Nintendo Direct probably did more than GamesCon. probably did more than a massive chunk of E3, and they just went right at it. Especially
1: E3 this year. This year, E3 was kind of... So
0: let's just plow through. I put the highlights on here. Not everything's on here. But uh, first and foremost, Luigi's Mansion is eight players on one console. So the mode is like Frenzy, where uh four of you play as luigi's and the other four play as Guigis, like ghost versions of them <laughs> okay in an eight player mode so that's pretty cool so wait, what is it what is the what is the premise they just uh, they just showed gameplay footage i didn't analyze it too much i'm sure there's going to be multiple gameplay modes but okay. it looks like kind of like a whack-a-mole mode and oh. you rack up points and stuff you know on a 4v4 team and stuff okay. like that i'm with that so that should be super fun that should be another great party game right absolutely you know uh,
1: me man i'm sold on this luigi's mansion thing
0: october thirty first, uh Thirty foist. Be on the lookout for Luigi's Mansion three. Okay. uh Banjo Kazooie was announced for Smash. They're like, hey, Banjo Kazooie is in, and he is available literally right after this Nintendo G- Direct.
1: Do you think? um I think Banjo Kazooie is easily one of the most underrated. Like, franchises. I don't think it's
0: underrated. I think people remember it fondly. I just think the last game, Nuts and Bolts, that Microsoft dropped was terrible. Yeah. And now we're seeing Sakurai bring this back around into a very popular franchise and kind of breathe some fresh air into it
1: i like banjo banjo was fun
0: yeah and i've heard that he's a phenomenal character to play and i love that whole like like you know it was a leak that like everybody's like we're probably gonna get banjo kazooie yeah and then they do the direct and they're like oh he's d- available directly after this yeah how do they how do they keep that under wraps Is there no any... idea man no okay. idea but in addition to that they are um so the original fighter's pass for smash was five characters and they're still doing that five characters however they're doing more than five characters because sakurai the creative director of super smash bros you know the the brain father behind this thing uh-huh. said we're gonna do more five characters is not d- enough dlc and everybody ape shit, so okay. we're probably gonna get another fighter's pass probably 10 characters i think you, is you, fair you got any speculation on who the remaining characters will be um well we got terry from um uh shit it's another fighting game that i can't remember right now i'm so terrible Terry oh uh, from SNK of... yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. from SNK there we go he's Fighter the next it, character right? and they're currently working on him we don't have a date on that yet
1: people are still like oozing with anticipation about Sub-Zero everybody wants Sub-Zero in this game so Zero is not gonna happen man I don't know man I don't think when can Ryu is in it
0: yeah that's <laughs> fair though yeah but Ryu isn't NRS yeah and street fighter and mortal Kombat have very different histories this is true this is true so in addition to that we got super kirby clash which is a free game available for download immediately after the nintendo direct i downloaded it super fun you play on a team of four kirby's each of them are differently colored uh, and each has a different role, or you could play double roles. So there's a heavy hitter, there's a well balanced guy, there's a magician, and there's like a potion master. And you fight strictly boss monsters. So this thing has massive amounts of health. It deals crazy damage, and you gotta kind of work as a team to pull this thing together and fight it. Super okay. fun. Uh, you could play it local four player. You could play online four player. All that good stuff. It is kind of RPG mixed with action. Okay. Uh, it's a very. I think it's well done, man. I had a lot of fun playing it, and I'm still playing it. And enemies are great. Um, the upgrade system's pretty well done. Eh, that's kind of all I got to say about You it. said it's this awesome. was free? It's free. Oh, awesome. It's free. They ha- they offer in-game purchases, but if you manage your resources correctly, you won't have to get them. I'm like, level well, 15, I haven't bought anything yet, and I don't think I will at this rate. Okay, fair enough. So that's fine. Uh, we're getting a Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast remake for the Switch. Okay. So Jedi Outcast should be out later this year, and Jedi Academy later on. Also, they're offering full online support for Jedi Outcast. Which is going to be fucking awesome. All right. Uh, In addition to that, uh, we are getting... This one's not actually on here. We're getting Overwatch for the Switch.
1: Really? Which is cool. I think
0: I think that'll draw in some new players, and Mm -hmm. I think it'll be fun to play Overwatch on the go.
1: Says a guy who never played Overwatch. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm still not going to touch it. So in addition (laughs) to that,
0: do you know of this Pokemon debacle? No, what is this? So with the new game coming out, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, in November... Uh, Nintendo essentially announced that there's no national Pokédex. And so how this works, uh, I'm going to explain it to Jake because I know you haven't kept up with the Pokémon games. Definitely not. Um, so there's like a regional Pokédex with Pokémon that are specific to the region you're in. Okay. Okay. And then there's a national Pokédex, which means you could catch all the previous Pokémon in addition to that. And so the issue is that uh, the Pokémon company announced that there is no national decks for this new one. So you can't catch all 900 and some change Pokémon. You can catch a massive amount they haven't disclosed the number yet but you can't catch them all is the issue and that's kind of like the tagline for pokemon right that's like literally the point which is the issue (laughs) yeah um i'm not going to get into it i don't think it's going to be a massive detriment other people have their own opinions but so what they did on nintendo direct was they showed some more pokemon footage and they showed um one kind of mini game you could play in pokemon sword and shield is making curry right that's going to be Uh, making curry with different ingredients, and they boost stats, stuff like that, right? Okay. Something to do in between. And they boasted that you can make over 100 different kinds of curry. And, I'm, and lit- the collective moan was, why the fuck would you put 100 <laughs> different kinds of curry and not all the Pokemon? <laughs> so I thought that was funny, but okay. that was kind of the highlights of uh, Nintendo Direct. There's a lot of stuff coming out, and there's a lot of stuff I want to hop on. Okay. But um, yeah, man, we'll just have to... Keep cranking it out as the timeline goes That's on. That's a little interesting. Any thoughts on the direct conference? I mean, um, you know, they've been doing a great
1: job with these of the last couple of uh, you know uh, conferences that they've done, the big ones. Which I think, I talked, I think we mentioned it when uh, E3 happened that I think they were probably had the best presentation, easily. Yeah, uh, out of the E3 this year, and uh, it's kind of awesome. I'm, I'm glad that they're kind of making a, a push to kind of be the face of these things. It's gaming nice again. to
0: see because we talk about how the Switch wasn't exactly the console I will have two years ago when it dropped. Yeah. But now we're starting to see all these titles and ports and everybody kind of putting their stock back into the Switch. Okay. And we're seeing this push, especially with those Star Wars games, especially with Overwatch. Like, if you have Overwatch on your system, you're pretty much set. You're in no trouble, you know? Yeah. So it's nice to see everybody kind of reconnecting and being like, let's start cranking out.
1: When's, like, the last time... Maybe you know, Actually, I think I kind of know the answer, but when's the last time that you recall... Uh, Nintendo having such great third-party support. I feel like it's been a while.
0: Third-party support? I'd have to think about that, man. My last Nintendo console before this one was the original Nintendo DS, probably, Mm I don't know, like eight, nine years ago, those two? Well, I
1: feel like that was the problem with a lot of the uh, previous generations' consoles is that, they they, sure, all the in-houses games are absolutely fantastic, because of course they are, but... The, the third-party support wasn't there, which is why I feel like the casual gamer always kind of glossed over it, yeah. so to speak. you know? Absolutely. Unless you're a Nintendo homer, you know what I mean? But I don't know. but I, well, I, do I mean,
0: l- now you can get Overwatch. Now you can get Mortal Kombat 11 for the Switch. You mm-hmm. can do all this stuff on the Switch. Yeah. And, you know, granted, it has its limitations, but if you're on the go, it's not a bad option at all. Like I said, I bring my Switch to work with me, and I plan my lunch, man. Yeah. It's great to just be able to knock out an hour of solid gameplay of whatever I'm playing that week. Yep. That is pretty cool. I like that. All right, so you ready to move on? Oh yeah.
1: So, uh, how familiar are you, were you, or are you with Plants vs Zombies? As I well? do it pretty well. Okay, so you know the mobile game probably yeah, of I, course. pretty well. I'm sure most people do. Um, for those who may not be in the know, they released a gem a couple years ago, maybe like three, or four years ago at this point. It was called Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare. All right, it was a game that came out on the consoles, and it was a first-person shooter or third-person shooter set in the universe of Plants vs Zombies. Okay, now. On paper, it sounds like a horrible idea. But in execution, it was actually a lot of fun. I did play this. I played it pretty extensively. I enjoyed it quite a bit. My little pea shooter was upgraded, and it's like a class based shooter where some people heal, some people like the sunflower heals, and the, you know. Very cool. Yeah. So um, basically, what has happened is that they have announced a uh, sequel to that game. Plants vs. Zombie: Battle for Neighborville, um, and I'm looking forward to this, believe it or not. What, uh, uh, what platform is it dropping on mobile? I, I think no, this is, I think this is on console. Uh, this is on console as well. Um, I saw for sure PC and Xbox. Don't know quite yet about the PlayStation Four. Let me let me look that up real quick. But um, I like I said, I think this was easily one of the sleeper games uh, a couple of years ago because it was a lot of fun, and um, I'm looking forward to this, probably a little bit more than most people. <laughs> probably should but um, I think it's good stuff and uh, you know I think it's gonna be fun and it looks like they took kind of the cosmetic stuff and ran with it Um, okay what I'm seeing right now Xbox for sure uh it looks like just xbox and pc so it looks like microsoft got the got the exclusivity got the exclusive on this one so good good, good on you xbox bastards but uh it's not going hey, for, well you have a pc and i'm sure it can handle that no problem well we'll see i guess maybe maybe i'll take a look at that it's uh re for on well at least on console it's retailing for 40 bucks so not a full price game which is probably for the best um but yeah uh it's a great little it's a great little title and if you ever get a chance to play the previous one if like you catch it low on steam or something like that i would recommend picking it up because it's a little it's a, it's a it's a nice little fun game very cool yeah and uh yeah it's good stuff
0: so let's move on to music news and reviews first and foremost we got two album reviews this week okay uh you said you got a pretty hot take and the first album we're going to talk about is uh, wage wars pressure mm-hmm. album that dropped last week we're a little bit late to the party but we did have a stacked agenda last week we so did. let's rock and roll what do you think all right so um
1: I I give this a listen, and because I I tried to get to it last week, I think I mentioned that you mentioned that, but um, you know, like you said, stacked agenda. Um, So I give this a listen, and then I I, I plowed through. All right, and um, I will say um, some some of the songs on the album are very uninteresting. Okay. Very wage war. Yeah, and uh, not necessarily in a bad way, but yeah, it's it's very run of the mill for them. Very formulaic. Yes, on on their end. However. I found myself, and I think this is going to be a little bit of the, the thing that I think is the hot take. I found myself enjoying the songs more that were outside of the heavier genre. Like a lot of those, I mean, I think I put wrote a couple of them down. Uh, I think the song called Hurt was very interesting to me. Um, me. Me Against Myself, I think, easily is the best song they've ever written, period, um, yep. from any of the albums that they have established. I found myself the songs that are heavy and have the breakdowns and all that good stuff, I found myself kind of tuning it out. But the stuff that caught my interest was the stuff that was a little bit different. All right. So I think they should go with this route. Honestly, I think they should move forward with kind of doing the, the back and forth dual singing because I know both of them participate in the clean vocals very now. heavily. Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked at that. I looked that up because I, I even messaged you in the middle of the week. I'm like, it doesn't even sound like the same guy. Okay. Um well, they've
0: been a band for believe it or not eight years or nine years now. It'll be ten years. That's uh, crazy. Next year. That's kinda crazy. Because they blew up what 2014, 2015 sounds when about that, right. that yeah. album came out. Blueprints was mm-hmm.
1: it? No, the one before. No, yeah, no, you're right. No, you're right. Blueprints and yeah. then it was Deadweight Dead was the yeah. next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I will say this, uh I added on to my notes. Some of the things are too clean production wise. Uh it's very computerized, you could tell. Um and I know that's kind of just the product of the time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out on them. Um but yeah, so there's that. And I will Another thing that I kind of was I think might be Kind of a shocking take I do think That this vocal combination Is one of the most Underrated and dynamic It's very interesting Out of any of the They
0: have definitely Very good chemistry With the band.
1: Yeah. end Yeah Even from You know The singing voices The singing voices Clean screams Like that I think vocally One of the more dynamic groups That are, exist out there I just wish they would Kind of a push their boundaries Played a little it. bit, yeah. Push their boundaries a little bit, bounce back and forth a little bit more because you could definitely tell. Okay, here comes singing part and go, and then it's it's there. You know what I mean? I think they
0: should uh, they should explore a little bit, be yeah, a little bit different. Uh, fun fact: Seth from Wage War still has. Well, I don't know if he still has it, but he pocketed my silver sharpie that i brought to the bottom lounge with me and i never got it back okay luckily i bought a two-pack anyway so uh yeah you kind of summarized my thoughts of it uh the heavier songs aren't bad it's very wage war-ish mm-hmm. and you know when they came around we were like yeah man wage war wage war but that soon became uh this kind of thing where they're doing uh, generic metalcore and there's nothing wrong with doing generic metalcore it's just you know you don't stand out amongst the greats like the Architects, mm-hmm. August Burns Red uh, pre-Friends, Bring Me the Horizon, stuff like that right yeah. um, and when the last album came out Deadweight I was like okay this is pretty good uh, I don't love it and I don't think it even t- cracked my top 5 when it came out which is a big kind of thing you know yeah. there's only so many ways you can do this metalcore sound with everybody who's listened to probably every metalcore drop in the past 10 years right yeah um, I think this album, Pressure, is probably the most identifiable of the Wage War albums. And mm-hmm. I think they lean very heavily into the most personality they've had since uh, they blew up, honestly. And I yeah. love the kind of softer, quote-unquote, songs. They're not really soft, man. They're just taking it in a different direction. Yeah. And I wish they played to that more. Yeah. Maybe, because um, what did you say the ratio was? Like 30-70? On
1: so- yeah, sounds about right.
0: 30-70. If they did a 50-50 split, man, I think it'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, because uh, I feel like now because if you if if it feels like that the split down the middle then i can say well they were trying this with with the 70 30 split i feel like well they don't really know they dip their toes yeah they're they're lacking identity like they're not exactly sure what they want to well, do i
0: think they're in this kind of weird space where you're damned if you do damned if you don't where yeah. they've you know fans of wage war have come to expect the heavy like the river uh young blood stuff like that like yeah. that style of wage mm-hmm. war where it's heavy in your face drop downs Where it's this kind of Brutal bassy production in it But um, I don't know man I think it's a really good transition And I think If they lean into that And they take full advantage of Because Brighton's voice Is fucking great man I think he has a Phenomenal clean Cleans And I think the screaming Kind of works with those Cleaner songs too man You know if they play into that more In the next album I think that We're going to see a, a very interesting side Of Wage War That I'd love to see
1: Yeah I think uh, The the songs that, that are highlights I think I could easily see On like a radio Like a rock radio station that's, that's not a bad thing That's not a bad you know, thing We always you know? mention that But it's not a bad thing yeah. Inherently it, It's not a bad thing as, And I think You know I think if, the, the, if like we if we had a rock radio station That I think they would Start to get play on those things Well, but previously They would not kind of Been ignored So um, I'm not mad at them for, for, for experimenting On this particular album Maybe because I was kind of Fed up with the formula that they had. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was fair. I was kind of over it after the second or whatever the last album was. I wasn't really overly impressed either direction. It was just eh. And um, but this, I'm, I'm give us some
0: more, man. Like I said, this is probably the most personality we've seen out of them. Yeah, from Wage War in a very long time. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm totally for it. I give this thing like a solid six point five seven.
1: I was leaning six as well. Uh, not, like I said, nothing over the top that will just kind of over like blow you away. But the songs that do highlight are the ones that you will, will want to listen it, to. It's more simply
0: more. because the fact that we got Jacob interested in Wage War again. is the fact that it's it, oh, and an uh, album worth listening to.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely say that, and uh, we'll see moving forward.
0: All right. Good stuff. So did you listen to this next one?
1: I have not got to this one yet, uh, no.
0: Maybe we should postpone it. Why, you, uh, are you going to listen to it, or yeah. you you just want me to go through it? Uh, I will listen to it. I'll definitely listen All to right, it. All right, then we'll postpone it for next week, because we well, like,
1: double late for this album. Yeah, with, <laughs> well, with that then, uh, actually, I've checked out a new band this week. Sure. What did you check out? Uh, have you heard of a band called Trash Boat? Yeah, of course. I like them. You like Trash lot. Boat?
0: Now, they're more of like a rock band. They're borderline kind of heavier on the punk of yeah. pop punk yeah they're like yeah that's a good there you go that's a great way to
1: describe it heavier more punk than pop yeah more punky than pop A pop punk and I actually like them quite a bit so because I I came across them on the Kerrang! Um, pit thing that they have on the K-pit yeah, where they do all the like the live sets and stuff like that, and uh, I was like looking through Jesus Piece, of course, because um, that's. Just... Did you see the vein set? I have not seen those it, guys no. go crazy. I- I'm getting there with that. Uh, I listened to the end set and uh, try to get through sharp tooth again. Couldn't do it, <laughs> um, and I-, I stumbled upon these guys. I think they were the next one queued up. I'm like, hey, that's cool. So I went ahead and downloaded their most recent album, which was called Crown Shyness. Now I'm not gonna give a full review, um, but I'm just gonna say if you, like I said, if you're a person like me, who vibes more on hardcore sound, but um, you know, can appreciate a step different in a different direction every now and then. This is a good, this is a good little option. It's not like um, like the lightest thing in the world, but hey, it's something different for me. And uh, I know Gabe's a, a proponent of that. So, <laughs> yeah, by all means. So yeah, I like this band quite a bit. Uh, I will be watching them because I think there's. Well, they've been around for, I believe, a while now.
0: Have they? Yeah, they're they're not new to the scene. They've been around, and I think you just kind of spotted them on your periscope. Yeah. Uh, so there's... the undertow because, you know, everybody in the metalcore genre knows about the undertow.
1: Absolutely. So uh, another I to give another two, two quick. Well, uh, actually, I do one actually uh, hesitation wounds. Have you heard of them? Yeah, of course. Uh, they had a uh, new EP called Chicanery. It's fucking awesome. It's fucking dope. Awesome. Now, I don't know much more to say about it. It's just heavy, heavy, fun stuff. So check out that as well. Uh, they did a great job. Uh, now, with that, I didn't add this on here. Did you listen to um
0: Dayseeker's new single? I did not listen to Dayseeker's new single.
1: Uh, I believe it's called Burial Plot. Let me look that up. Yep,
0: Burial Plot. Um, Sounds reminiscently close to Every Time I Die's first EP or album. Sure. Burial Plot Bidding War, I believe. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right, so um,
1: this is uh, another Dayseeker single, the third one that we've had. Um, And I'm going to say the softest, I think, uh, of everything we've heard so far. And I love it. I love Good copy. everything about it. We got a, uh, what's the release date on that DC? Card? Uh, I know it's coming up. Uh, but let me look that up real quick. Cause I'm really bad at my job and I don't podcast very often, which is a lie. Uh, but let me look that up real quick. Day seeker merch, merch. Hold on. Let's do, he's looking ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm really bad at this. Uh, when does it drop on the 25th? of september so two weeks yeah a couple more weeks ago a couple more weeks ago and then we'll have a probably a full-blown review and i'm sure that'll be very cool you'll do the, the album praise. review
0: i'll do my boat review sure yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah we'll do
1: the boat review um uh, so yeah i love it it's good stuff and uh overall pretty productive week on the on the music end for me i must say i've been uh kind of listening around to different stuff very I, cool
0: yeah i'm all over it so um let's talk yeah, august burns sure. red recording lp number eight we have no additional information uh they're in the studio um i expect a band like that to come with written stuff practice stuff mm-hmm. so um i don't know maybe early next year Aprilish. now i think I'm, that's reasonable i'm gonna make a comment about something that
1: i saw real quick because i was watching uh pug rock NBA's videos and he mentioned how august burns Red, how they're kind of a constant in the scene Sure. And he said because it has a lot to do with them being unexceptional as musicians, but it like, like something along the lines where like they're not like great at any particular thing, but they're like a well-rounded band. Was
0: this the same video with a uh, Black Dahlia
1: murder? Black, he, yeah, Black yeah. Dahlia. Every time I die, I think he kind of put in the same boat yeah. as well. And I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> well, I, I believe the the gist of that video was that these musicians aren't doing anything crazy, but they're constantly on that grind, which it, it makes sense to a T. Um, I, There's room for definitely debate in there I think he's just not a fan of like Every Time I Die or August Burns Red But uh, he's definitely right on These bands are just constantly on it And they're constantly grinding Like Every Time I Die is constantly on tour You know that No, I know that August yeah. Burns Red They're constantly working on something Whether that be another Zelda cover A Christmas song or a new album, right? Uh-huh. And I think that was the gist of the video Um, I, I mean, you know me I'm not the biggest August Burns Red fan But I recognize the talent And the workmanship that goes into making their albums. Mm-hmm. And I think that is to be appreciated. But uh, you know where I ranked uh, you know, uh, King of Sorrow or LP7, whatever the full name of the damn album was.
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, shh. point uh, in case. No, hold
1: shh, on, shh. hold on, hold on. No, give me a second. Cause It's so sad because that was like our album of the year that year too. At least immediately. It was
0: yours and I, I rescinded mine. You but can't rescind I it. I know, I know. <laughs> but looking back at it, Polaris that won that.
1: Hold on, hold on. I know this, though. I definitely know it. Rescue and Restore. No, that's not it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hold on, hold Rescue on. Rescue
0: and Restore is my album with year every year. Yeah,
1: right. Uh shit. Shit. Uh, phantom Anthem.
0: Phantom Anthem. And even Rhymes, too. We're terrible fans. We're really bad. We're Phantom fans. I, li- I still anthem. like the album. I'll yeah, but no, I, I think the gist of that video was that these bands are constantly grinding, and I think that's important. Um, you know, granted, he's probably not the biggest fans of the those three bands but i do think black dahlia murder is constantly he mentioned that they go into the studio prepared with everything and there's like little to no like time wasted and i think uh-huh. that's a big thing
1: yeah but like to say that they're unexceptional it's like have you seen matt grinder drum
0: ever <laughs> no I'm, I'm totally with you on <laughs> like that man that's, um, have you ever seen I, i'm sure you've seen jordan buckley shred on that thing because yeah. he writes some of the most interesting guitar parts ever he, he does absolutely but, he does um
1: and I, I'm not even a big fan of. What was the last band? The Black uh, Black Dahlia Murder. I'm not even a big fan of them, but I can admit that they're they're pretty. They're hey, pretty. Man,
0: they go in and they shred.
1: I don't get it, man. So
0: August Burns Red LP8. Like I said, I'm guessing March, April, May-ish. Probably March, April next year.
1: I imagine around summer. Uh, you you think take, so? Yeah. I think a little bit later. Yeah.
0: Uh, we we're, we're gonna have an interesting early kind of six months next year because we're yep. gonna get. Every time I die, we can get August Burns Red now. The, Devil Wears Prada, maybe. Oh, uh, well, no. Devil Wears Product comes out November. Oh, so they- November 15th okay. is the album drop date. Okay. And then there's a couple of other bands that are not confirmed, but rumored, like Sirens and Sailors. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We will see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, next point. I'm still waiting on I Killed the Prom Queen's fucking new, new album. That was like three years
1: ago. Okay. I'm still little. waiting on the Van a new
0: album, buddy. Shut up. Well, they broke <laughs> up. I, I, that, yeah,
1: no shit. That's the joke. That I know, but I don't know. I Killed the Prom Queen's been M.I.A. Anyway, so go ahead Oh, this is me. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I put this on here. So, <laughs> so and the, one of the most um, interesting uh, things that I saw this week. Um, so, Bring Me the Horizon going on tour with Baby Metal, but they're going on tour in Japan, which means Baby Metal is headlining. So, I just think that's kind of funny. Yeah.
0: That's why. Uh, well, I think that there's a massive, 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 massive hardcore scene in Japan. Mm-hmm. And bands like Graveworm, prime example of it. Mm-hmm. Um the metal scene's coming up there, there's not much else to say. Uh it it makes sense in context of who's playing. You know what I mean? Do you know baby metal opened up for Lady Gaga at one point? I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. And that a little weird? I would not. Well, I mean, if they were touring in the UK, I mean, bring me, the horizon would have to obviously headline, right? Absolutely. You know? It's just the, the nature of the beast, but good for them, kind of expanding their horizons. Can't wait for that uh that Taylor Swift crossover and that. <laughs> Halsey, Hol- bring me the horizon yeah, yeah. tour. Halsey, Be- this Be- next nice. song's called I Used to Make Out with Medusa. <laughs> and scare away all the Halsey. Anyway, moving on. Emily uh, Affliction dropped a single the other day called All My Friends Are Dead. Um, so I think there was a complaint that the last Emity uh, Affliction album was kind of soft and. Well, this song's kind of heavy and in a pretty good you're, way. You're lying. No, it's not. No, it's pretty heavy. Like honestly, God, it has blast beats, all that good stuff. Really? Yeah. Um, it's not anything crazy, over the top, ground-baking, 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 <laughs> uh, <yeah, laughs> you know, yeah, bake yeah, a yeah. pie yeah. in the soil. Um, but <laughs> but it is. Uh, I'd say it's definitely heavier than "Let the Ocean Take Me" by by a lot. And that was a really good album. So check it out, man. Maybe they're going back to to their roots. It sounds like something that'd be off of uh, Young Bloods in my opinion. Maybe not production-wise, but de- definitely like kind of sonically and instrumentally, I think it'd be Sure rest. So check that out, because I know we've been kind of disinterested in Amity Affliction for the past album and a that's, half.
1: That's, the, that's a word for it, sure.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just The Way of the Beast, and maybe they're coming back around. We'll see. Maybe this is just a one-off single. We have no updates on that. But yeah, it's called All My Friends Are Dead by Amity Affliction.
1: All My Friends Are Dead. Yeah. That is such an Amity Affliction song that's, title. That's, uh,
0: yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's like right up their alley. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Let the oceans take me. Sure. Good stuff. All righty. So that's it. that's all we got? That's, yeah, that's our agenda. We plowed through that. Wow, that we powerhouse through that. That was fast. We went through that faster than uh, <laughs> than Undertaker through Mankind off Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah, he went through that pretty fast. 17 feet. He went that through he the was, announcer's
1: table. He went through that pretty fast. What's up with all the ref- wrestling ref- references? I don't man? know,
0: man. I saw I saw a video of Undertaker, and then the next one I watched was that Hell in a Cell match where the... Uh, the creator was essentially we we didn't deserve mankind and uh, uh, Rick Foley or Mick Foley I'm sorry Rick, Rick Foley. Mick Foley uh, <laughs> he's like we didn't deserve Mick Foley and I was like dude he's totally right <laughs> yeah because I mean, he he was the punching bag yeah. at the end of the well, day well the, the
1: thing is the thing about that one and then I'm gonna give you a little bit of a wrestling history thing but uh, the thing about that is that everybody lauds that one when he gets tossed off the side everybody loves that right it's like one of the most replayed things of all wrestling history yeah sure because it's it's phenomenal but the underrated the one that actually hurt more was the second one that he took where he went through the cage and hit the, hit the mat where he had the tooth in his yeah. uh, nostril. That was actually, that actually is the one that jacked him up. That's the one that fucked him up. Like real good. I think uh, they had mentioned that when he, when they threw him off to the side, he's like, that wasn't so bad. Like I'm okay. You know what I mean? But the second one is the one that fucked him, like ruptured his spleen or something like that. Like, yeah. Fucked him up real good. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of funny.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. I'll find the name of that video. Eventually will Shout out that content creator. out. He essentially goes through uh, Vince McMahon and his rise to power and all that stuff and goes through some history of the WWF transitioning into the WWE. Mm-hmm. Oh, the video was called uh, There's Nothing Like Monday Night Raw. That's what it was. Okay. Interesting. And it covers kind of the history, everything leading up to that, and then the McFoley fight with Undertaker. Yeah, that's, that's some good stuff. So check that out. Absolutely. You got anything else to add? You been playing anything recently? Have I been playing
1: anything? Yeah. Um, just a lot of Siege recently. Bring Bringing that back. A lot of Madden because, you know, it's football season and I get myself locked in. But, yeah, a lot of Siege. Um, I'm going to stay away from rank for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I know. think that's fair.
0: Because, <laughs> you know, that mid-season grind is usually good. You get a couple of ranks, but that end season is when everybody gets sweaty and you'll just get knocked down. If yeah. You're not paying every, attention.
1: Everybody's trying to get that, get whatever. That gold four. I'll take gold four. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I've mean, I don't like it. I haven't been ranked
0: since Grim Sky. Let that sink in. I just Sky. let it sit. Grim Sky. Yeah, we're Ooh. we're working on finding a full stack right now, but okay, it, it's it's harder than it sounds. You
1: know, getting everybody together. I yeah, I do I do actually no I don't understand that because I've been playing Siege I by mean, myself. I play with Miguel. I've been playing Siege by myself for the last four years. Play with Miguel. I'm not gonna get into that because <laughs> <laughs> I play with my buddy Ponce and uh yeah Dave. we got into that last no year. no no but like we were just playing casual and it's funny because. Um, Ponce gets gets continually aggravated with the game because there's, like, some things that he just can't explain to himself. So, like, it's funny because he starts off, like, loud and obnoxious, right? But by the end of the night, you could tell when he starts to get aggravated because all you hear is... It's like Ponce, are you okay? And he doesn't. read, and he doesn't respond. You're like, oh, okay. And then I know it was real bad because I'm like, okay. Ponce's like, okay, I'm going to bed. I'm like, one more. He's like, nope. And then, he, <laughs> then he logged off. I'm like, wow, he was not having Doing a the Nope. He, he was not having a great day. All right. Good stuff. So that is the week. one of the shortest podcasts that we've ever done in a very long time. Actually. Yeah, quite some time. You think we can stretch it out to 45 minutes? No, definitely not Alright, so, other than that, that was the Second City Kids, you know, podcast and uh, that was 132 and we'll see you here back next week for 133. We have hit or crossed the four year anniversary of this podcast and uh, it's, it's good stuff man, it's good stuff all, all around, having a good time But other than that, oh, I guess yeah I'm gonna mention this on air, uh, because uh, there was somebody who commented on the, on the feed, the podcast feed, mm-hmm. and he says you guys just dropped the F-bomb for no reason try using it for point of emphasis, I'm like that's, that's, some, that's, some good that's feed- a good fucking point. I'm like, that's I'm like, that's some good <laughs> feedback. I'm like, honestly, dude, I'm like, fuck is like, um, for me and you. Like sure. most people say, um, but you and I say, fuck. And, and then that's kind of how it works. But I will take that, that, uh, that criticism and a feedback. And I will try to apply it to the podcast. Probably not, but you do appreciate the comment in the meantime. Yeah. Good fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But until next time, folks, deuces. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces.